Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Yes, I am. I'm here. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm here. glad you showed up. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about a few different things, but first of all... First of all, yes. Good news, good news, everybody. Listen up. Pay attention. I want to talk about the uh, the t-shirts we talked about last week. So, those came in today. They look good. They fit well. They, you're, you're wearing it very well, they, I must say. They only shrink a yeah. little bit. <laughs> No, but they're they're great T-shirts. It's just a guy in the pew. The logo on the front and on the back. It's got the quote from uh, Pope Benedict XVI on "You were not made for the world offers you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness." And so those are out there. They're on the website. You can go to uh, com. You'll see it up there to hit shop. You can add them to the cart, ship them there. If you're here in the local Memphis area, you know, just leave a message and I can get one to you. But uh, yeah, they're out there, and it's going to help support this ministry. What we're doing with Just Got in the Pew, and also uh, Pew Ministries, the five hundred one c three that we talked about, we've incorporated right. now. With so. more to come. That's right. So, yeah. so uh, yeah, if you if you've enjoyed the show, if you felt any blessings from it, or or just uh, like to listen, you know, order one and uh, and help support the ministry, and get a nice looking t shirt while you're at it. So there's my pitch for the day, my 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 uh, sidewalk sale, and we can move into what we were talking about. So. Uh, you know, you asked, and, and one of the things that's been on my mind lately, and it's, it's something we hadn't really talked about, maybe in a few different ways, but not. I don't think we've hit the nail on the head like we will today with this, is one of the biggest things that, that men talk to me about is is their desire to escape from the world. You know, the, we all have troubles, we all have issues, we all have things that we struggle with, work stress and, and, and family life and trying to be everything to everybody a lot of times. And, you know, one of the things that I've seen from a lot of men is this this escapism, this, this, you know, I don't know how to properly deal with the things in my life. So therefore I just want to just get away from it all. Right. And, and we do that through different ways. We do that. You know, some guys, you know, go pour a drink. Some guys, uh, you know, do use recreational drugs. I mean, there's, there's all kind of things we escape sometimes from our family into work, right? Like I don't want to go home to what's going on there. So I'll just stay here late. Um, we escape into social media. There's all sort of things that we do. And I think a lot of people get that confused with distractions. You know, we've talked about that before. Um, but, you know, Deacon Jeff and, and you and I were talking before the show, and he mentioned, he said, well, you know, a distraction is more like a, like a fleeting thing, like a squirrel running in front of you in front of the street. You know, it's, it's there and it's gone. But escapism is something different. It's when you find that distraction that one time, but then you start easing into that from then on out. It becomes something that becomes repetitive. And before you know it, it can isolate you and it can take you away from everyone else in your life. We had a good point too, because um, a lot of us do it unknowingly at first. Like for instance, maybe like, Hey, I watch this one little show. I know I got like a report to do. And, uh, but after this, this show, I'll do the report. Well, you know, what you're doing is that you're, you're preventing yourself from doing your best work mm-hmm. because you're allowing distractions to pop up in front of, of what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And that didn't have to be for work. That's for everything in your life. You know, like, Taking care of the house, you know, doing chores, you know, taking your kids on vacation, you know, I mean, there's all these things that you may put in front of that rather than what you're supposed to be doing. Sure, and and 
you know, it's it's funny. Netflix has made a living off of of that, right? Like, yes, they created a word binge watching. And right. So, yeah. so that's what you do when you watch one show, and when it's over, you go, "Well, I want to watch something else." And even if you don't care for the show, it's something else to occupy your time, right? Mm-hmm. I can veg out and and just you know turn the world off. But escapism is something that's it really is a dangerous thing. You know, I mean, the only the only true form of of escape that that is a good thing really is, is the escape into the arms of Christ, into the love of Christ. And, you know, for the, for those out there, because, I, you know, I, I don't always know what a certain word means or, or what it's, you know, talking about. So I have the definition here. Escapism is the avoidance of unpleasant, boring, arduous, scary, or routine aspects of daily life. It can also be used as a term to define the actions people take to help relieve persistent feelings of depression and general sadness. And I think that's that last part especially is where we get into trouble as men. Is that we, you know, we start looking at things like, what is my life about? I'm not happy. Where's the joy in my life? This is just, I've checked all these boxes. What's next? Like we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. And you have these persistent feelings of depression or general sadness, like it says. And and so instead of turning to the Lord and turning to our faith, a lot of times, because quite frankly, a lot of times where men are in this world, we don't have a strong faith. Right. You know, you just look around our church and see the men are missing. So when we're not armed with that faith and that trust and that relationship with Christ, we turn to other things. We turn to drugs. We turn to alcohol. We turn to all of this other stuff. And in fact, there's a great quote from that, that basically ties all of this up right here with, with John Paul II. He says, faced with problems and disappointments, many people will try to escape from their responsibility, escape in selfishness, escape in sexual pleasure, escape in drugs, escape in violence, escape in indifference and cynical attitudes. But today, I propose to you the option of love, which is the opposite of escape. And so he really talks about what I would consider most of the main things that men escape to in this quote. Uh, I mean, you know, you and I have talked a lot over the years about the things that have gone on in our lives. And, and you know, we've shared on here my story before in, in, in our group is, you know, we've, we've talked about it a bunch there. But this topic really hits home with me. Because this isn't something that maybe somebody's dealing with out there. This is something I've dealt with. And looking back over 10, like 10 years of my life, I wasted escaping from, from the, the person that God called me to be. You know, we talked a couple of weeks ago or last week about constant conversion, that, that choosing to convert all the time in our life, not that one-time decision. And when we don't choose that, we can choose to do other things like escape to these other things that are distractions, permanent distractions if you're not careful. And that's what happened in my life. You know, I remember just having all the success and having a bunch of money and having a family and beautiful kids and all this stuff that just it was awesome and I loved it. And then the pressures of the world started to set in. You know, I had goals I had to hit. I, had, I was a 100% commission salesman. There was all this money, this life that we had built that I felt like I had to, I had to do, work had to be the number one thing in my life. Money had to be the number one thing in my life or I was going to fail my family. And eventually that stress and that pressure that I put on myself, my wife didn't ask me to do that. My children didn't ask me to do that. I put it on myself, allowed the world to tell me that that's what kind of man I was supposed to be. It was a guy that just put his head down and worked all the time. And and what that did was it allowed me, I, I needed to come home and be able to escape. Because I, I remember I used to say to Angela, when I'd come in from my problems of the day, right? These customers that if I didn't take care of, we didn't make money. If we didn't make money, we couldn't pay the bills and all these other things. Well. I remember coming in and she'd be like, hey, this broke, this happened, this happened. And, and I was like, look, I've been listening to people's problems all day long. I, I don't want to hear any more problems. And I'd go pour a drink. Well, that drink turned into 
snorting lines and all these other things I was doing in my life. And I escaped into that. What I thought, well, I'm just taking a little bit, letting a little steam off. I'm letting a little pressure off. But then it that was 10 years of my life. And I wound up in jail because of it. And, and, and so when we look at this, well, it doesn't hurt anything, right? A few drinks every night is not going to hurt anybody. You know, smoking a little bit of pot is not going to hurt anybody. Watching this porn isn't going to bother, isn't going to hurt anybody. That's a lie of the devil. And when you start allowing um, escapism to become part of your life, then then you are slowly walking away from God. And the devil is starting to build a wall between you and him where all you see is what's in front of you, what you want. You become very selfish, as John Paul II said in that quote, that you escape into selfishness first and foremost, and you block yourself off from the ones that love you and need you in your life. Sounds like what you were saying, those, those 10, you kept saying 10 years is like, like if you're an absentee from your whole life for those 10 years. Yeah. You, you weren't really participating in your family uh, and your kids, you know, bringing them up because you're focused only on the drive of success. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of guys, we get stuck in that routine of more success I have, the better my image is. Therefore, my ego gets pumped up. Therefore, I have a little bit of pride in what I do. And sometimes that arrogance may get there and that may turn into anger. And, and it's all because we're pursuing something that we don't necessarily have to exhaust ourselves to get. Right. And we start, what happens is you start becoming enamored by the things of the world, right? Like, I'm going to escape into these video games. We, I mean, that's a huge problem. We talked about that on the show with Bill Donahue, you know, about when I went to the store with Jacob and all, you know, 18 to 50-year-old men, 30, 40 of them in there to get the next Pokemon game, you know, and taking off work and all these things. We escape into this. And what seems like a good thing, like we're not saying don't go on a vacation. Don't don't spend some time, you know, uh, away and taking a break from things. That's not what we're saying. Right. Here. Just make sure it doesn't dictate your right. life. Yeah. Yeah. Where you become this person who just doesn't who doesn't care. Right. Like uh, you remember the movie Office Space, where he goes to the to the uh, therapist or the hypno the hypnotist. Hypnos- yeah. 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 And and the guy forgets to do the snap, or he do- he kills over and has a heart attack, and he's left in this position of not caring because he was there to have his worries taken away. Right. And so his whole life, he just doesn't care about anything anymore except for what he wants to do and how he wants to do it. And that's a lot of men in this world today. That's what happened to me. Like, I would tell myself the lies of, you know, hey, where do you guys want to go eat? Because I want to spend time with you. And I, I want to go wherever you want to go. And then as soon as somebody said some other place, I'm like, no, I don't want to go there. Well, I don't want to go there either. Well, we're going where I want to go. We're going to watch what I want to watch. We're going we're gonna to spend money on this because it's what I want to spend money on. That's what happens. Like, the selfishness of, of escapism. Because what it does is it says, I need, I need my needs met now. They're the most important thing. And what happens when you're going, you know, this is pretty nice. I got the bedroom door shut. Kids are yelling their Angela's problem. Or I'm out here with my buddies drinking and, and all that stuff's at home. This is a lot easier when I'm doing this in my life. And and we, we start to allow that in. And when you allow that in, it's just like, you know, with sin. One sin, we think, what's the big deal? Well, then that sin becomes another and another and another and another. And all of a sudden, you find yourself pretty far away from God. Not because he walked away from you, but because you walked away from him. Yeah. Yeah, and well, that, that's the thing—the tragic story of of a lot of uh, men our age probably had fathers that were absentee as well. Sure. I mean, I was fortunate to have a father that really cared and loved me. I mean, he showed me, he embraced me, and he told me he loved me. But I know he was pressured for his job to go a, a lot of places, you know, and mm-hmm. to New York and to California and to Miami. So, but he was doing the best he could to provide because really he was the the breadwinner. You know, and he, he felt like he needed to, to give the things that he wanted to give to us, my sister mm-hmm. and I. 
and I totally comprehend, you know, I, I totally understand that. I comprehend his message. And, um, and the thing is, I think he came with switch for him is that later in life when I was growing and, and up and my sister was in high school, you know, luckily his business took a step back where they just did local, uh, work, you know, mm-hmm. and he was home more, you know, and he saw he was participating more and more what, what our lives were. And, and I, and I, I love that a lot, you know, and, and that's, I think the thing is that our children just want to spend time with us, mm-hmm. just want us to be present. It doesn't have to be going to Target to buy a new toy to get their attention. It's just sitting down, like you said, playing a game, a battleship or a puzzle or, or just mm-hmm. doing something that's unique with them. I mean, that's how we don't, we're, that's how we're present. I think escapism, as you're saying, we're, we're all, we're leaving. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're closing doors. We're barring ourselves away from the world that we're supposed to be part of. Mm-hmm. And we need to be careful. We don't bar ourselves into a room or privacy to where we can be susceptible to sin. Right. And that's, I mean, John Paul II said in, in that quote, the, you know, he wants to propose the option of love because that's the opposite of escape. And what you're talking about is, I mean, a lot of, a lot of men were like that. Like my father, his way of showing love was the fact that, Hey, I work till one o'clock tonight and that's, I know it wasn't your game, but you have shoes on your feet. You have clothes on your back. You have a place to, you don't want for anything. And as appreciative as, of, of that as I am, I wish he was around more. You know, and I, I've told him that before. I, I'm so thankful for what you did for the family, but I wish I could have spent more time with you because your time, your, your, that meant more to me than, than, than the money, than the having this pair of clothes from here instead of this pair of clothes from there or whatever that might be. And th- I think a lot of guys, they that's where they fall into that escapism through work, right? Is they say, well, I don't know what my purpose is. Like my purpose is to provide. And so I'm going to go do that to the best of my ability. I'm going to throw myself completely into that. And you seek, they seek refuge in their work because it, their work becomes their identity, right? And it, but our refuge it should be found in God and that love that he gives us that we can give to others. And so, I mean, I know all kind of people that that's, that's where I felt too. My answer to every question was like, I work my tail off. You don't have to want for anything, right? I mean, I had that same answer to my wife and children when they were like, we just want you here. And I was a big jerk about it. Like, why are you bothering me? And then also, do you not see what I'm doing for you? And, and that's what happens when we escape to things is we, we begin to live in this virtual world of our own creation, right? Where we're the center of it. And that's what you see with, with guys with these video games and guys that are overly, you know, that are 55 years old and, and just still living in, in their childhood of, of like my life is, is Marvel movies and video games and toy collecting. And, and look, I'm not making fun of anybody. If somebody's got a hobby, it is what it is, but it's when that hobby becomes like everything in my life. And I'm not living my purpose as, as, as someone who has been anointed through my baptism to go out and to bring Christ into the world through my family, through the ones I love. And that's what we're seeing a lot. Um, and, and that's the danger in finding that, your, your purpose, your identity, like we've talked to about before and other things. And, and so many guys, like one of the biggest things I see out there today, especially in young people, is, is like what John Paul II said about escaping to indifference and cynical attitudes. One of the biggest escapes out there is just, I'm going to pretend like I don't care because it's easier, right? If I care, that means I have to change. I have to do something different. I have to, I have to, I can't, for instance, like today in the reading, you know, we the gospel reading had uh, the the man that Jesus cast out legion from all those demons into the pigs, and they run and they jump off the cliff and and they drown. And this guy's been terrorizing people right to the point of where 
the villagers chained him up outside of town. Right, they avoided him. Right. Yeah, right. And just get him out of here. He's terrorizing us. And he broke the chains anyway, and he still remained out there to terrorize. And Jesus walks up, and, he, and he, he's able to do what no one else was able to do, cast out these demons. And then the villagers show up to see what really happened, to see if this man is really healed. And there he is in, in plain clothes, completely different. And instead of saying, Lord, come and stay with us and heal all of us and, and teach us, they go, they did, it says in the scripture, they employed him, implored him to leave their neighborhood. And, and that's what happens when we get so involved in, in these things that they, they didn't want, what they basically saw was that they were more concerned about the loss of the livestock, of the pigs, than they were about what Jesus just did for them, right? It's about those material things. It's about getting caught up in all this other stuff. Besides, like the the Son of the Living God, the Messiah is here now. Granted, he was in he was on the other side of the of the sea with people who obviously they kept pigs, so they weren't uh, you know probably Jewish. Right. They were Gentiles, but but yet here's this man that's walked into their midst and and and, and it is giving the opportunity to change their life. But they're more concerned about this materialism, and and that's the that's a big form of escapism in our life, right? When we just our life becomes about this thing, this new car we got. Or, or these games or all of that stuff. And, and we can sit there and it turns our attention away from the gift that the Lord is trying to give us, which is exactly what Satan wants. He wants you to say, yeah, you know what? You are, you did have a bad day. You, you do deserve those two or three drinks. You know what? If that's not enough, have four, have five. You know, it won't be, it won't be a big deal. Six months later, you're sitting there going, man, my wife's really noticed my drinking. My wife's really telling me if I don't stop this, then she's going to, she's going to look at other things. You know, this isn't good for the children. It's not good for her. But doesn't she understand my pain? Doesn't she understand all the stress I'm under? And we turn away from our family, from our loved ones, and from Christ. And that's exactly what the devil does. He allows us to have that thought in our head, right? And then he stokes that fire. He's constantly throwing kindling on it, saying, you deserve this. Yeah, this is, this is, you'll be so much happier here. You know, you change, you do all that stuff Jesus is calling you to. I mean, you're going to have to be different. That's going to take, that's going to take changing. That's going to take commitment. You're not going to be able to be the same guy anymore. You're not going to be fun. Nobody's going to want to be around you. All of those lies come in, and it's all. it all comes from opening the door. In my mind, just through the testimony of my life, what I've lived, I honestly think that escapism is the biggest pathway to addiction in our life, whether that means addiction to, to ourselves, selfishness, addiction to drugs and alcohol, addiction to porn, anything out there that you are putting in, in more importance than your family and God escapism is is in my book the biggest thing that leads you to that well it also you know fosters a sense of indifference like you were mm-hmm. saying before like um it doesn't concern me so therefore i'm not going to care you know mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things going on in the world i know it's, it's a lot to keep count of you know a lot of tragic events happening people getting sick you know stuff in china i mean it's it's a lot of stuff going on i mean it's it's quite overwhelming with all the things going on in the sense of dire needs from people but the thing is we're called to pray you know we're mm-hmm. called to help and assist those around us and and praying is is a thing to where we lock ourselves back into the creation to sure. the creator and and i think when you said when we, we start breaking the that i guess you say that that escapism is first through prayer right mm-hmm. i mean because you're saying there's more to this world than me and and you're going on that path i think you're going there yeah. it's sense of breaking addiction is by first of all getting help and then developing your faith life. Sure, yeah. I mean that that's good. That's part of the remedy for sure. I just I want people to understand that from the get go that and look at this as you know 
this isn't something that's just not a big deal, right? This is something that could turn into something a lot worse. And and like I was saying, that's that's where the devil wants you. He wants you to to bait you into that trap, and then all of a sudden you're isolated and alone. I mean, I wound up in a jail cell, someone I somewhere I never thought I'd be in my life, from allowing just myself to oh it's it's not going to hurt anybody and no one knew about it that's the other thing it isolated me no one knew i knew thousands of people in my life and no one knew what was going on in it and and what it does is he traps you in that keeps you away from everyone else and then it leaves your loved ones unprotected and alone and susceptible to be hurt not only by you but by your presence of not being there and that's the danger. This our, our job as men is to be the protectors of our families, of our wives and of our children. And this escapism draws us away. This this you know video game that I'm going to buy to relax, but then I spent six hours on a Saturday playing when my children were there available to me, when my wife was doing chores. Like You can go through so many ways of this, but that's the danger in all of this is that we have to understand you, might, you may not wind up in a prison cell, but you may wind up in a divorce. You may wind up alone. You may wind up dead. I mean, that's where all of these different things can lead to. Maybe people think I'm being overdramatic, but as a person that has been very close to letting escapism and addiction destroy my life, I'm here trying to testify to you, this is a big deal. And and like you said, there's only a few ways that I I know of that helped me that I can share here, you know? And, And the first one is you've got to come to grips with what's going on in your life. You're not going to ever solve any problems by running from them. You know, I'm not saying don't play a video game or don't have a beer every once in a while just to, to de-stress. What I'm saying is don't let it get to be more than that. You know, you've got to come to grips with whatever it is that's driving you to feel like I need to run to this instead of run to my wife, run to my friends, run to my children, run to, to God. Whatever that is, you need to stop and say, okay, this is a problem in my life. There's, there's some sort of stress coming from here. And how am I going to deal with that? And sit down and be honest with yourself and look for resolutions. Because escaping is not a resolution. It's a temporary fix that turns into a a long-term detriment is exactly what that is. Two, reach out to someone you trust that is virtuous. We all know the people. We all have people in our life like that. I I don't care what kind of situation you're you're in. There's someone in your life that, that you have looked at and said, man, they're living a different way. And maybe that person is somebody you didn't want to hang out with because you knew you weren't living rightly. And it drove you away from them. But we all have somebody in our life we can look to, whether it's our pastor, our priest, uh, you know, a, a priest, a deacon, a, another man in our life, or a father-in-law, a family member that, that can help us get whatever's going on in our life right. So we need to, to reach out to other people like that. Um, the third thing, you know, just ask for help. You know, I know I just talked about reaching out, but some of us, We'll reach out to spend time with somebody, but we'll never go through asking for help, right? We'll just somebody will get the 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 acknowledgement that something's going on with us, but we're afraid to ask for other people's help. You gotta get over that. If you're struggling with something in your life, you gotta be to realize that it's more masculine to ask for help than it is to not. To sit there and let pride win. You gotta be humble and say, Help me, whatever it is that's going on in your life. Again, pray and ask God to intervene. You need to do that from the get go. Right to say, Lord, I know there's an issue in my life. I don't, I don't know how to stop it. I, you know, it started off as something innocent, maybe, or something I thought was going to be a one-off, but now it's becoming an issue in my life. Maybe it's pornography, whatever it is that's so easy to get into. Lord, I cannot do this on my own. We need to acknowledge that that our strength doesn't come from us. It comes from the Holy Spirit, which was we were anointed with and was placed within us during our baptism, and ask for that help and that guidance to to get out of wherever we are. And the other thing is get into community. 
right? We've talked about that a million times. It's a huge, yeah. Right. Huge aspect of need. Right. Yeah. You can't, you're not going to win a battle by yourself. There are demons all through this world, and there's addictions coming from every angle. You know, I mean, even the Super Bowl last night, I didn't even want my little girls to watch it or my son because. I mean, everybody was basically wearing no clothes during the whole thing. I mean, there's stuff coming from everywhere that's seeking to to draw us away to whatever it may be. And so we need that community. We need people that we can be around that are going to keep us virtuous, that we can emulate, that we can walk beside shoulder to shoulder in this world. And so community has got to be one of the other things you put in your life. You've got to reach out for help. You've got to find someone you can trust in your life. You've got to reach out to God, and you've got to place yourself in a community of others. If you look at that, that's exactly what things like the, the 12 steps say, is to get into that community. You can't do this alone. And that's the same thing in your faith life. You know, that's, we've said it before. That's why Christ sent out the disciples two by two. And so we've got to do that in our life. We've got to have that community and just realize that what I think might be a simple choice in my life, something to relax, something to pull me away, can be a dangerous trap the devil's laid for you to fall into and to, for you to escape to and to walk away from Christ. Definitely, yeah. So I know there's a lot of men out there with that. And, and, and just if you're struggling with that, we're going to pray about it here in a minute. Um, you know, do these things. Don't, don't sit out there and think I'm okay and this isn't a big deal. Because it is. Trust me, from someone who's almost lost everything in their life, do something about it now. So right here, we've got a few seconds left. I'm just going to go ahead and mention again that we've got some new things up on the website. We've got the shirts out there uh, that guys can purchase. It's out there to support the ministry. Uh, there's also other ways, other avenues on the site of donation. Pretty soon we're going to have the, the Pew Ministries uh, site up that's going to talk about everything else we're going to do outside of the podcast and the books and the reflections, some things that we're going to have uh, consulting with men's groups and things like that. So, guys, take some time. If you had not been there, like and subscribe to the site. You'll get updates. You can also follow us on Facebook or like us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, whatever other millennial things out there. I don't really understand. <laughs> but all these other next things, I'm sure we're out right. there. And Tell us and, about what you want yeah, yeah, what you need. Yeah. And you know, put on one of these shirts and, and, and let people ask you about what this is. And, and hopefully through your, yes, you can help evangelize uh, to others that you may not even know um, needed that help. So, Thank you for all your support. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the emails that we get all the time. Um, they touch our hearts, and it's 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 just a great reminder that uh, there's people out there that are really uh, getting some use out of what we're doing here. So thank you for that. Thank you for your support. Well, Victor, I hear the, the music, so that means it's over. Uh, guys, I cannot stress how important this is. Do not escape. If you're going to escape, escape into the arms of Christ. So let's close with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, life can be extremely difficult sometimes. The pressure the world puts on us can often feel overwhelming. In times like those, help us to remember to lean on our faith and completely trust in you. And Father, if we ever feel the need to run from the pressures of life, let that escape plan lead us straight to you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.